0: Yeah. What's up, squadron? It's your boy, Adam Pex. we here, Requiem for a Tuesday, coming at you on a crisp spring day here in March. We made it. And uh, as you heard, just popped open a fresh mate, feeling good, you know, love the sound, love the smell. Can't get enough of the taste. Give me a call if, uh, you know, you you want this to be a monetary type of deal i'm in you know uh, i'll drink these every day i used to drink 3 a day um sometimes it would hit 4 i'm sure i've done 5 but like consistently 3 a day for a while and uh i was getting like migraines if i if i didn't have caffeine because there's there's just so much and uh yeah i switched to the bottles now it's a little more tea like nice little more brew qual you know and, uh, there's a decent amount of calf, you know, I'm feeling calfed up, um, feeling fined. That's not right, but you know what I'm saying? Caffeinated. Here we go. Let's dive in. I mean, what are all the kids talking about these days? You know, uh, how, what's, what's popping on Disney plus? Um, cause you know, I got to stay relevant. It's important. Uh if you ain't relevant, you irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? I think it's bing bang boom, it's just like that. And uh that can be that can be hard to come to terms with, I would assume, for some people. So stay hip out there, kids. And uh you know, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but on that note I wanted to begin like uh today talking about a movie from two thousand four. Uh <laughs> So, you know, clearly I'm on the spectrum of uh on top of all today's trends. Um but uh, I rewatched Dodgeball last night, just came on to HBO and uh I gotta tell you, man, does that hold up well. That movie's fucking incredible. Okay. And I think the the we're heading towards a a a very sad uh maybe not even heading towards. I think we're right in the middle of it. Like just a dry spell of these weird, like very plot specific, crazy comedy movies. You know what I mean? Like the entire Apatow Rogan era, which was unbelievable. I would say, you know, could be one of the greatest comedy film runs of all time. Arguably the best, you know. There was a good there was a good stretch in the eighties, but I mean uh where else could you just go for like 10 years almost and just like banger after banger i don't know it's pretty hard to say but yeah i mean we're not really getting these like like, like a well-written story genre film that happens to be a comedy i think is like the perfect avenue to go um I mean, Superbad isn't really that. I guess if you want to take that out of there, it might be the best movie of the bunch. But you know what I mean? Like they're all like really like crazy ass movies, or really human and realistic. Like it's one or the other, and pretty much that that doesn't exist. You know, you just get like your Adam Sandler flicks coming straight to Netflix. And I guess everybody's eating them off. Who knows? You know, they. I I think Netflix just has to save face at every opportunity they can at this point. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just want that high concept comedy movie. And I just don't think we're getting it. I think that if Netflix is the one, like, you know, the studio behind it, then they're greenlighting the wrong people. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. The, the, where There hasn't been like a generational, I feel like, movie in, a, in the sense of comedy in a long time. You know, like Pineapple Express, you know, I would consider that an all-time classic already, for sure, in my book. Uh, you know, what was that, like 10 years ago? That might be the last one um, that feels like it's really going to hold up for like a long time. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I would love to be wrong about that. If there's something I'm forgetting, you know, pinch me right now and, you know, let's get out of this nightmare. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, when Ben Stiller just goes for it, he really does become just another guy. Like, it is insane that that is Ben Stiller. You know what I mean? Like, you clearly recognize him and it makes it more ridiculous. But I mean, like, that character is, like, out of this world insane. (laughs) Like, the the energy you have to tap into to just be that guy for those long stretches of time uh, is insane. And, uh, you know, pretty 50-50 on Stiller, but I respect his commitment to all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I, I don't really get Zoolander. I I would have to rewatch it. It's been a long, long time. Like, years and years. But, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's fine. And I don't think that that's, like anything world-breaking so i i don't know but i mean i really respect how much he just goes for it because like heavyweights unreal you know and yeah so you're, you're 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 growing on me ben stiller you know and obviously you know he gets big ups for the for jerry stiller being his dad like if uh, could you imagine having Frank Costanza as your dad? Like you know what I mean? He had to he had to do that. And uh, um I'm sure Jerry Stiller is an incredibly nice man, but he had to raise his voice at some point. <laughs> and um, you know, so he knows he I bet uh Ben Stiller does not watch Seinfeld episodes that his dad's sent. maybe he <laughs> gives him like a traumatic flashback. Um, you want some Kasha? <laughs> Um, I would, I genuinely feel that if, if this were accepted, which I think is the hardest part of what I'm trying to say. So what, okay, I guess what I would like to do, if this were all up to me and there would be no repercussions or like anything that I would have to like do to like make it okay or like make something up to somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like clean slate, I just get this approval and there are no issues along with it. I would probably want to do Festivus in, like, a family setting. Now, that sounds insane because I get that, like, the whole thing is crazy, right? But I feel like my entire life I have celebrated Christmas in an incredibly secular way. You know what I mean? Like, I celebrate Santa's Christmas. So it's like, why even celebrate Christmas? Because that, cause that's not the point. Like, whatever anybody wants to say, like... Literally, that's not the point. You know what I mean? So, it's like, why not use this one that's, like, not fully made up? Because I think if you make up your own thing, then it's not special anyway. You know what I mean? Like, you can kind of claim that it is, but, like, nobody gives a shit. You know? That's like trying to tell your kid, like, today's mom day or whatever and expect them to just, like, that they'll chill out for once, but then they're gonna go eat fucking... Captain Crunch and like spaz out you know anyway that's avoidable is all I'm saying but anyway I just think that so at least it has like some lore to it I mean Seinfeld is one of the greatest things ever made uh, in my book so like big ups so it, it's like you can still watch like Christmas movies cause like it's tis the season still like you're not like disacknowledging it Isn't it like on the 23rd? I'm pretty sure. Anyway, so that's cool. Like it gets to come earlier. So that's nice for everybody. Um, The pole, easy to store, easy to decorate. You can wrap lights around it, make it look really dope. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be exactly like it was, you know, like you make it your own just like you would, Just like everybody does with Christmas. Like everybody has, there's like generic Christmas traditions that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people like at least loosely follow. But then everybody still does their own thing. You know what I mean? Like on Christmas Eve, I eat little little hot dog croissants. That's a big thing on Christmas Eve for me. You know what I mean? That's not regular. (laughs) Okay? It's one of the only times of the year my mom makes her famous spinach quiche. And I absolutely enjoy it thoroughly every time but is that a christmas tradition not as far as i know you know so what i'm saying is like it's not that weird it wouldn't be that weird to do it like it's not that hard to explain because i think the, the weird thing about it is obviously that it's like traumatic because it has like airing of grievances and feats of strength right but i think you can make those into like fun things airing of grievances is a little bit tough Maybe that one, like, you just do, like, a family roast, but it's, like, lighthearted, and if anybody does, like, a bad thing, you know what I mean? Like, you establish that it's, like, a game, right? Um, That one's a little tricky, though. I would have to do more thinking on that. But, like, feats of Strength, you could just do, like, family arm wrestling, like, again, for fun. You could maybe get competitive, but no matter what, like, nobody's getting hurt. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And then, like, one day, you know, the kid beats the dad or the mom, and then it's like, ah! You know, oh how the tables have turned. You know what I mean. So the shoes on the other Foot? foot, table which is turned, absolutely phenomenal line. I love that forever. Social network. You go, JT. Um, I was I was for a while gonna try to be the I well I wanted to be the guy who loved Man of the Woods or whatever. Uh, cause I thought the cover art was cool, and I thought it was kind of an interesting concept, like con- like electro future country or whatever. Like that sounds like a crazy JT style <laughs> thing, like the modern future sex, but it's got like a it's got a it's got a brawny, <laughs> brawny guy feel to it. I mean, I'm in, you know, and it's not as bad as initial critical reception would lead you to believe. It, but it's, it's still not good. Like, it's not like a, a sleeper cult classic or whatever, or a sleeper classic. It's like a, oh, that's not as bad as we thought. Like, and you know what I mean? And then you can maybe play one or two of the songs and be like, all right, yeah, okay. I can put that in a rotation somewhere, you know, but maybe you could turn airing of grievances into like a little like Jeopardy style, like quiz thing. Um, and you kind of laugh about Maybe funny little moments you guys had throughout the year. You kind of reflect on it and, like, laugh at it, get past it. You know, yeah, maybe it's the opposite. Like, maybe it's called the airing of grievances, but, like, all you're doing is trying to, like, make amends. You know, like, it's intentionally, like, you know, a nice thing to look forward to. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to be a goofy, like angry thing i just think it's an interesting secular way to celebrate with everybody else right around the same time and you know it's it's belief system is based in seinfeld so like you don't gotta get anything jumbled up it's all right there and i just think that that sounds really nice and it's lower pressure you know what i mean it's it's a lot less work and then you can still eat like the same food you can still have a christmas dinner on christmas If you want, you know what I mean? Like you can still do whatever you want. That's what I'm saying. There's like no rules. You can celebrate both, I guess. But I'm just saying like, you know what I mean? You just do it two days early. And if you don't want to do it on that day, you can still just like have your festivist dinner on Christmas day because like you're both off work or whatever the situation may be. You know, it doesn't have to have all those crazy rules. There's plenty of times when people celebrate Christmas a day early or a day late anyway because of a family thing in the first place. So all the same rules that apply, all the same types of things you do, I'm just saying, you just, like, don't have to make it about that. Um, and this isn't me trying to convince them, just saying, like, this is, this is my logic behind it. And to me, that sounds like paradise, you know, just a nice and easy, you know, low-stakes fun scenario. <laughs> that's, that's like a dream come true on a daily basis. I wish every day was Festivus. You know what I mean? I I think that you know we could all we could all use the festive spirit a little more often, and uh, yeah, but yeah, this mate has got me a little bit juiced if you know what I'm saying. Um, man, there's nothing like like okay, so the caffeine label on the side. This is also the glass one, the glass bottle like tea ones are technically supplements. They're like not even drinks. Which is crazy and probably some kind of loophole that saves the money, if I had to guess. Um, But I fully like it's fully organic and like super dope still. So like, I don't think that anything here is a scheme. Um, I just think that like, yeah, I mean, this this shit makes me fucking feel great. So I'll treat it as a supplement. But anyway, it's delicious. So it's a drink. What a perplexing scenario. How do you decide, right? So anyway, it has a caffeine rating. So it goes from light to bright to lifted to glowing to mighty. All of those sound incredible. Like that's the good kind of wording that I want to hear. You know what I mean? Like you go to Starbucks and they're all just large in different languages, and that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I'll never remember which ones they are. I will never remember which ones they are. You know? So I just say I just say you know medium because I don't want to accidentally get the biggest one and spend fourteen dollars or whatever. But, like, you know what I mean? This is a nice, like, light, like, it's real, like, yoga-like. And I always feel like if I was ever to get into any kind of exercise, it would be yoga. Um, and I looked into it briefly. Um, but it turns out that uh, it's pretty fucking expensive to do that shit. And I don't understand why. Um, so we need, like, a yoga peloton <laughs> Where you know, let me pay299 a month for these dumb classes like it shouldn't cost that much for someone to show you how to stretch. I'm just saying you know these people are like60 dollars a month and you can go three times or some shit like that. It's like what that is insane. you know what I mean give me like an unlimited thing for sixty dollars a month you can go like, like yeah, you can go like twice a week. It's like, are you out of your mind? I I I just had no idea. I mean, this may be normal. It may not be normal. I don't know if it's a thing that people would even recommend. Like, maybe sh- you should just do it in your house. I kind of have the space for it. It be at a weird angle, but... um, Yeah, I mean, if there's, like, a YouTube class, it's probably just the best way to do it anyway. But I'm just saying, like, I, I just think that that is outrageous because there's this really dope spot. It's like a garage thing. I don't know if the place is cool or good or not. It just looks dope that it's a garage. I like converted spaces a lot. I think that that's useful. I always try to find ways to make, like, like if, if I ever have a place with a walk-in closet, it's going to turn into some kind of room. You know what I mean? Um uh i ideally i would want it to be big enough <laughs> like okay like to have like a basketball set up in there you know like a little mini hoop and you can maybe do like like one on one uh like drive and layup like back and forth so invent some kind of like i don't know some kind of like knockout style game but it's with layups i think that would be fun but uh yeah so things like that i i i really want to do I don't remember if I've talked about it, so sorry, but I'm going to do it again. Um, I, I've always had this idea to, like, buy a plot of land and put, like, tiny homes on it and make, like, a little tiny home neighborhood on one part with, like, fences. I think I mentioned that already. And then the other part would be, like, the garage conversion where, like, you can... Or somebody with a detached garage, like, you convert their garage into tiny homes. Or, like, I've always wanted to, like, see if I could, like... Another idea, like, personally... By the way, I'm in love with those two ideas I just said. I just breezed past them because I think I've mentioned them already. And if I haven't, then uh, let me know. I'll elaborate later. Um, I've always wanted to try to, like, have a detached garage and then, like, build, like, a stage in it and maybe, like, a little bar on the side and, like, put a toilet and sink in there and, like, wall it off really small and tight, obviously. But then basically make it, like, a little like stand-up venue because there's just not a lot of places i feel like that people can go but like a nice diy stand-up venue where like everybody can sign up and then you know what i mean it could be free i don't really care but you know what i mean like a nice little setup like that um and like garage open in the summer you know i think it'd be nice that's why I don't want it to be music, because, like, no matter what no matter what season it is, it's either going to be really hot or really cold in there, and you can't do anything about it. Um, whereas, like, stand-up, uh, everybody would be standing also. That would be, like, the shitty part, I guess, uh, in my vision anyway. Um, but, if you know, if chairs would help, they would help. But ideally, I would want it, like, packed full of people. Stage would have to be pretty tiny and, like, almost like a little, like a uh like one of those like exercise trampolines maybe like double that size but a circle like that and then just like make it kind of tall you know um so it'd have to be a little bit weird for sure but i think that would be a lot of fun and yeah i don't know i would enjoy something like that but but yeah maybe a thing like that for yoga or whatever any, any type of converted space I'm into, you let me know. Like, oh, this used to be a boat, but now it's a restaurant. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's super tight. Like, I think those I know that they're like gimmicky, but like those train restaurants or plane restaurants. I think that that's awesome. You know what I mean? I kind of love like I don't know if I, I like themed restaurants, but I like the converted aspect of those things. If that makes sense. Um, the, I absolutely adore Bubba Gump, though, so that, I think that that is a phenomenal establishment that I hope never goes away, um, even though I will almost, I'm not really willing to go to Navy Pier to do it, but anytime I travel somewhere that has a Bubba Gump, I make sure to go, so I don't know if that makes up for it or not, but man, getting to Navy Pier, I just hate it, it's just awful, so, sorry, Bubba Gump, but, um, if there's ever talk of the one at Navy Pier closing, you better believe I'll go before it closes. So everybody better keep me posted on that one. Okay. I'm not missing out on that coleslaw. They do trivia at the table. I love trivia. I need to go to trivia night. Holler at me. But man, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, got this nice juice flowing through me. You know, I'm pumping. Right. And I got the window open. What, what, a, what a magical day. You know what I mean? Well, what better could could happen? It's like a bird's going to swoop me up and drop me off in a land of grapes and velvet. Right? Like, how how, how much better could it get? <laughs> Damn. I almost held it together for that one. But, yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Man, I was just having, like, last night I was, like, in, in and out of sleep. I was, like, in one of those, like, you're awake technically but you're in that like dream state and i just kept having visions like for of making this movie um and i feel like i could like it would be doable without money right the only thing i'm concerned about is the sound because i just feel like there's no way like I, like, I get it. iPhone cameras are unbelievable. They shoot 4K. I know that that's not what movies, like, look like. Like, they don't look like iPhone things. Um, even though, like, Soderbergh's been doing it. So, like, if Soderbergh is, like, like nobody's shitting on him, obviously he deserves all the respect in the world. Um, but I almost feel like that would be more the reason why people would be, like, uh, you know, like, dicks about it. I think it's dope. Um, but, I mean, I'm glad that it's working, you know what I mean? So like that, that's just a great sign for everybody, like that he would do that and take that step so like other people aren't self-conscious about it. Um whether that's part of his reasoning or not, I think that that is a natural after effect. Um but no matter what, like you need booms and stuff. Like they nothing captures audio better. Like you know what I mean? Like you need to have microphones around. Um I think you can get away with making it look good. No problem. Um, but I think that that would be really hard um but i did I did have a thought of it to be like experimental in that like it would have no sound other than sound design and like any conversation would just be in subtitles um and I want the movie to be in black and white and like it would basically just be like following somebody for a day um but just like the shots and yeah, like the thematics. Not for like a day, like a couple days. And it would basically just be like, I don't know. Yeah, it would just be more about like the shots and the look and things like that. And it would kind of be about like isolation. And I think it would be I think it would be pretty sick. Um, I just think like having the time and trying to get somebody involved would be really difficult. And that's usually the case with any type of project. So like, I don't know. Sometimes it sucks to have ideas that you know you can't really execute or like I guess I guess I really could find a way if I really really tried. Um so I mean I guess that's on me for not like trying to put that kind of effort in, you know, I'll admit that part, but I mean I I, I genuinely wouldn't really know where to start. Um but that that's the issue with like the script I wrote. It's like now it just sits and I know that it needs work and that it could be adjusted, but like the fact that I don't know what to do with it in the first place is like why would I keep working on this and then like even if I make it like what I think is perfect, I genuinely don't know like what <laughs> like what do I do with it now? Do I have to call somebody? <laughs> you know, like how do I even like tell anybody that this happened? You know what I'm saying it's uh it just baffles me. I've n- absolutely zero insight <laughs> or, or, or any type of like um like knowledge or thought of discovery on how it would even be possible you know so i i i guess i kind of just like let that sit but so it's the same type of scenario it's like even if we did a lot of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because at least, like, if you make your own movie, you can submit it to, like, small film festivals, like, local ones. You can try for the big ones, obviously, you know, like a full city one. But I mean, like, th- there's options there. Like, you would know what to do with it when you're done. Um, so that's cool. But the starting process of that is a lot more grand than just writing something. So, like, basically. I know the end result of what to do with a movie, but not the beginning. And I know the beginning thing of how to <laughs> write a thing. You just write it, but then you don't know what to do with it when you're done. It's an interesting paradox. So I guess I need to find somebody who knows how to start something, and then <laughs> and then maybe I can help them finish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's my thing. I I can't I can't start and finish. I can only do one or the other. So, if you don't know want to do one or the other, you come to me and I can do the other. <laughs> and uh forget about it. We'll make it happen. Whew. I'm just going to keep uh referencing this mate cuz I'm taking little pauses you can't tell. Haha. That's what we call um really lazy editing. <laughs> that I I uh Try to act like doesn't happen, but then uh, reveal. So yeah, I've been taking little sips. I'm just getting little boosts every every couple times, <laughs> you know. And it's just keeping me live, keeping me going. So this is definitely the the percolator episode um, where your boy just keeps lifting, lifting, lifting till he's glowing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's always fun. Um, I really want to try to incorporate this thing a lot more. Um, I may have mentioned this before, but I use this like in, this weird little like Tascam mic interface that's kind of made for like streaming and also I guess just like this. Um, it has these trigger pads for like samples, but for whatever reason they don't come through. They come through like on the speaker. But not into the thing, so I have to figure out what the deal is with that. But then, like the effect is built in, I can do this like reverb thing, where I kind of sound like you know I'm screaming down the hallway. But uh, yeah, it's just fun, and I, I like it because like the sample things. What I was trying to say is like the what I'm trying to what I would like to do more is like not just use the effect more, but use these like sound cues to maybe cue up some stuff. That was always part of the original plan. Um, but then the buttons didn't work. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure why, but this thing's dope and I love using it and, uh, it's like on clearance everywhere right now. So if you're looking to like set up a thing like this, I mean, you could do, I use logic, but like you could do GarageBand with this thing as the interface. All you need is an XLR and a mic. You can get a cheap one of those, you know, like you can get it started up pretty cheap now that this thing is like super discounted. Yeah. So. Definitely do that. It also has a thing to, like, plug in your phone and you can, like, play stuff off that. I don't... I haven't really tested that. I would assume that it also doesn't play, like, the other cues. But, uh... Yeah, if I can get that going at some point, there may be more, like, sound effects and just maybe, like, sound bits and stuff like that. Maybe I could have some drops. You know, nothing like having a killer drop, uh... I could only have 3, but I guess I could like cycle through them and change them out throughout the whole thing. It's pretty cool. Comes with a little app. Anyway, I digress. I don't know where that tangent really came from. I just kind of decided to push a button. I went DD on y'all uh from Dexter's Lab for those who don't remember. Uh, what about the creator of that show? I mean, uh, I don't I'm I'll butcher his name, so I'm not going to say it, but I mean to do to go like Dexter to Samurai Jack is like out of this world. You know what I'm saying? Like those two alone, those are like all-time shows for very b- different and overlapping fan bases of many kinds. Like Samurai Jack is like the cr- is like the coolest like hybrid style cartoon like ever. Like I had no idea that that wasn't an, like a foreign imported show like i assumed that that show was like from japan um i mean i mean that as like when it was out like when i was a kid like obviously now just knowing you can kind of just tell um but i mean whatever uh whether that makes me dumb or not like that's what i thought like that that show rips anyway and then the new season like that super dramatic shit was unbelievable um i still don't think i finished uh, it would be dope if he did like his version of Batman or something like if he did the Batman Beyond reboot since they're not going to do it as the fucking movie as I discussed earlier in another app, um yeah another app on my pod bra okay anyway um but like that would be cool I don't I don't know if he would want to do that obviously you know he's clearly very creative and got his own thing going on but anyway um and then he did Clone Wars which apparently people love I don't like the animation style, and I, well, I don't like Star Wars in the first place, but regardless, people love that shit too, and, uh, apper- you know what I mean? Apparently, as far as I can tell. Um, and then that show Primal seems pretty cool. Like, the animation is always unbelievable, the artwork is insane. Like, using the negative thing like that in Samurai Jack was just, whew, and Primal kind of looks similar. But, uh, yeah, mad respect for the work. Um, but yeah I don't know Like, I just feel like if I made my own little indie movie and it was cool and like a nice gritty like black and white film style obviously I wouldn't go get like I mean if I could find like a super cheap like super 8 camera <laughs> with like black and white reels at like a thrift store like by some miracle sure I wouldn't really know what to do with it after that though then like especially um. but yeah I just think it'd be a lot of fun I don't know and i think that i i could make something that i like a lot and i i find that uh much like this show and uh my mu- music pretty much everything i do there's no real audience for and that's fine you know hopefully that'll change but i'm i'm getting stuff out that at least i kind of enjoy or i at least enjoyed making you know and i feel like i would definitely be satisfied with that like i, I have a couple like videos on my personal youtube that are pli- that are just like some animations I did in college I didn't I just didn't take those down not not to like show anybody but like why take them down you know it's something I made uh it's definitely not on YouTube for anybody but then I have like some lyric videos on there one kind of reminds me of like when I started cuz it was like my first one you know and then there's two that I just did on my own cuz I felt like it and that that's the best way to really get something out of you I think like, if you're doing it on your own, you'll probably put in the amount of effort you you are really willing to. You know what I mean? Like, you, you'll genuinely get behind something to a certain degree no matter what if you decide to do it. Um, but there there's always a case when, like, if it's an assignment of any kind, whether it be work or school, um, there may be a part of you that just wants nothing to do with it. You may not want to do it, period. Um, so it might not come out. The way I won't say the way you want, because I would say that most things don't come out exactly the way you want. You know what I mean? It's just way easier to imagine. Um, But anyway, uh, none of that was really the point. Uh (laughs) So I just mean yeah. So then there's like a couple videos up there that like I made. There's no views really, you know. And but it's cool. Sometimes I just look back at them and I'm like, wow, you know, like nice job. (laughs) Little pat on the back uh and then just keep working on whatever you want to work on and hopefully something catches on but um if if your sole reason for doing anything like sole reason is just like i i need to blow up um just cuz my goal is to blow up uh then i disagree with that i suppose i don't really know i don't really have a stance on that do your thing like if if it works out great you know um uh, when I, I mean, not that I'm like an old guy, but like a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? I was way more jealous of people that were doing stuff like, um, and not like I would stop talking to anybody or anything, but like, it, it would just like bother me. I would get mad when certain people got, you know, maybe they got booked at a cool gig or like, oh, like somebody I at least kind of know is like going on tour and it's like, what, you know what I mean? So, something like that. I don't know. Or somebody gets a job, you know, that's way better than yours. And you're like, fuck, man. Like, why? Why why, why did that happen? Anyway. Um, and now I'm just like, man, you know, like, that's dope. Like, whatever works out is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, here I am, Mr. Positivity, ladies and gentlemen. I'm putting things into perspective for you. Uh, glad, glad I can uh, give you the sage advice you needed um but yeah i don't know i think that like the goal of like obviously publicly sharing anything that you create or think or whatever is with somewhat of a goal of gaining uh a following you know like an audience whatever and it i i just think that some people like will be like oh that didn't work i'm either gonna try a new thing or i'm out you know what i mean Uh, but I don't know what I'm really trying to say or saying. So you can take that as whatever you feel like, (laughs) uh, that just kind of happened. But, uh, maybe that's just like me, uh, passive aggressively, subconsciously talking through, um, (laughs) my, my crazy decision to keep doing this, uh, that's always possible, you know. You you you, can, you can't. If L.A. Noir taught me anything, okay, if if Rockstar Video Games, um, got through with any of the lessons they've been trying to teach over the years, it's that you can't rule out any of the suspects or possibilities. And there's uh there's lots of ways that things can go. So yeah, kept that bit up a little bit too long, but uh, you get the point. You know, I'm a crazy guy. <laughs> Come get some pizza. Um, I love Italian restaurants and that may sound very generic and common, but I think that what an Italian restaurant is to somebody is very different based on where they're from. Um, whether that be regionally or even like within one specific, like, you know, metropolitan area whatever you want to call it or like whatever county who knows you know it may be that it may be that small of a difference but i i just realized that like to me mainly like at least in my experience like if you say like an italian restaurant like i guess i'm gonna think of a place that's like oh put the napkin on your lap we're getting the fresh grated parm, the guy's wearing a bow tie and a vest, and, like, you know what I mean? Everything, all the the names of the entrees are in Italian, and you feel like a fucking idiot when you order, and you're spending too much cash, and then it's, like, either way too much food, which is, like, pretty dope, in my opinion, every time, or it's, like, a pretentious amount of, like, food and you're like Jesus Christ what the fuck was that now like that's the place I'm going to try to think of but I realized that the the like the only like it, the best italian restaurants are those pizza places that are like local one off type places that have, like, a super extensive menu and they, like, even cater and shit. And it's, like, they sell everything from, like, ribs to cheeseburgers to gyros. To, and then they got slices. But then they do pizza. And then, then they do, like, double crust deep dish. <laughs> you know, they do fried chicken. Like, they sell every fucking thing ever. Like, those are the best Italian restaurants. And then they have, like, the, the nightly specials where it's, like, Oh, here's a steak and ravioli and a set sa- with a salad and <laughs> and a drink, and it's like eight ninety nine on Wednesday, and like they have one every day, and it's like this place is insane. Those are the best Italian restaurants in the world, and I don't know if that's a local thing to like, like, like the suburb I grew up in, or like a Chicago thing. Period. Specifically, like the entire area, whatever. Um, it, it may be that in combination or ju- not in combination? The other thing might just be like an income thing? Like, is that the poor people's Italian restaurant? That very may well be the case. Um, but I just realized, like, to me, the only Italian restaurants I've been to are like the Olive Garden, which I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like, that shit's good, okay? And that that's pretty much it. I mean, what are you fucking expecting? Like, it's a chain place, and that is way better than, like, TGI Fridays, and I love TGI Fridays, okay? So I'll clarify that. I I, I was going to say Applebee's, but it's like, Jesus, if you compare anything to fucking Applebee's, you might, it might as well be at Denny's, right? Like, that's scum of the earth type shit. They have those crazy deals, and I'm like, those deals are good, but they're at Applebee's, so why would I even go? I won't like it. You know, like, that's how bad Applebee's is. They can't even trick me into it with low, low prices. Um, And then the other one is like, the italian thing at the epcot world tour (laughs) whatever that's called the world bridge thing which was incredibly authentic as far as i'm concerned we had to make a reservation and like at like nighttime because it was way too late and the dude was like the waiter was imported from italy it said his name and then the city he like immigrated from and I don't know if you're supposed to believe that, but even if, like, you know what I mean? Even if it's fake, then that's terrible. Like, no matter what, it seemed weird to me. And I was like 11 or, you know, around there. Um, and I remember it was like insanely expensive. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, are these prices in euros too? Like, Jesus. But it was like nuts food like it was way different than like any type of italian food i've ever had in like every type of quality way and everything it was unbelievable i don't know if it's still like that but that was like a five star restaurant as far as i'm concerned like that place or i guess if we're going on michelin you know that place could have had a michelin star and it would not have shocked me is all i'm saying and then I remember the American one. It was like getting a burger at Six Flags. It was like one of those. It's indoors, but like there's no windows or doors, so it's outdoors. So there's like tiles, but they're outside technically, and everything's just grimy and there's flies everywhere, and you you know what I mean? Like that's what the American one was like, and it's like you could have you couldn't have made it into like a Rucker's <laughs> or something, like how is Buttfuckers? not the first place you think of when you think of america like that's not what you're going to replicate disney like that's how that's how disney gives us so much of a fuck about their image and like all of that but they're like yeah american (laughs) american people are fucking disgusting and then everybody still goes there and eats i'm sure that's how i remember it anyway but uh yeah i can't really tell you what time and then there's like a couple other places uh that were like local italian spots that I've been to, but I feel like that's that's all of the type of Italian restaurants there are. The other ones I can think of like Maggiano's and then like Eataly, like those big ones. But I haven't been to those, and so yeah, I just think like those those little pizza shops. Those are like the backbone of <laughs> of communities. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. There was the spot cernix right by my old by my, right by my parents' house. Still there absolute magic in streamwood illinois look it up ladies and gentlemen and then nana's in streamwood institutions honestly like if those places were established in in the city i think that it would be they would be a lot bigger of a deal i know that they're they're a big deal out there you better believe it um I think if they were just, like, a little bit closer, maybe, like, Gene and Jude style, how it's, like, not that far outside of the city. Like, if it was a little bit closer, I think definitely people would make the trek for it. I think it's that worth it. Uh, but anyway, th- that's what I think of an Italian restaurant um, when it comes to mind. If 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 you really break it down, that's all I'm saying. You know, they use a lot of foil stuff. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you get what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, this is really enthralling, uh, captivating entertainment, so, you know, make, make sure you let people know, uh, that things like this are being said, because I feel like this is really cutting-edge shit that I'm spewing out here, and, uh, we gotta, we gotta make sure this shit is known, because, you know, who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Um... Modelo virus is real Oh sorry Got it mixed up I mean isn't it mandatory At this point to throw in a bit about it A bit about it Uh, Like you have to It kind of can't go unmentioned right now You gotta stick with the trends People Like I said Okay Call back Gotta stay relevant Get it Got it Good all right, Pish posh Applesauce. I feel like,, um, I had a Berenstein Bears moment the other day. and it 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 didn't shake me that bad because I realized that it totally, it, it seemed very realistic that I could have forgotten. Not like Berenstein Bears, where it's like, "Don't fucking shit with me." But I also understand that, like, I barely knew how to read when I was reading those books, and it was totally possible that my teacher was just mispronouncing it. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm pretty. Com- I I don't know why. I just firmly believe it. Uh, that one, but uh, it the new one that I saw was a lot more minor but it was like Mike Myers and it was M Y E R S and that just looked so bizarre to me and i was like when did they change it and they never changed it obviously and that's always been it but for some reason i just never that i i, I don't know i guess i just really didn't know or i completely forgot i think that might have been the case like i just completely forgot and it was so shocking to me um Like, to see one, but then to realize that I forgot and it was completely out of my mind, I think, was the crazy part. Not which you could argue is the case for all of these Berenstein Bears, Mandela-type effects. Um, That you're just so shocked that you could have forgot something like that, uh, that you just don't believe it. But, uh, no, it it totally made sense that I could have not realized that. Uh, But, yeah, it was just really jarring for some reason. I've been, I've been trying to say jarring a lot more. I don't know why. I think I think it's a better description for it's a it's a nice specific description. Like if you know, you know what I'm saying when I'm saying it, right? Like you get me. Um. Gee, that's. I wonder how much miscommunication happens because of poor vocabulary, like using too broad of statements. Oh, I wish I had an example off the top of my head. This is why you should take improv classes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I won't do it, okay? So I'm sorry. The Mountain Dew doesn't drink itself. My name is Puxitani Phil, the greatest Irish jig groundhog of all time. See, look at me. I'm an improv artist. Bravo me. I don't mean that with any disrespect to improv people. It's just not for me. Okay, full disclosure, full disclaimer. So I don't want to hear it. Don't sue me. I don't have anything. (laughs) You can't take anything from me. I would have to have something. Thank you. But yeah, I got the sun shining on my shoulders right now. Feeling nice and toasty. You got the breeze at my feet. Um. So if I, if I don't feel like I'm at Cedar Point, like, you know what I mean? I close my eyes and I'm in Sandusky looking at the Ferris wheel glimmer in the sun off the water. What a magical place. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, it, I don't know if I could live somewhere coastal. I don't know what that would be like. I just feel like there's, it's a totally different lifestyle. I mean, obviously, but I just mean, like, a Midwestern thing is pretty common to drive about six hours just to have, like, a fun weekend and come back, and not to say that people don't do that everywhere, all over, I just don't think that the destinations are as cool, (laughs) frankly, because, I mean, like, what's the California thing? You go, like, up to Napa? I'm not interested in that. I mean, I would do that, but is that a yearly thing? You know, and if you already live by the theme parks, like if you're in L.A., do you go to them that often? Like, I always feel like if I lived close to like a place, it would just get old. Like, you would go like one year all the time, and then maybe not even get a season pass the next time. I just think it's nice for fun to be at a slight distance, to where like it makes it a, a little bit of a journey, but not that much effort to get to. If that makes sense and i wonder i would i would love to know geographically like where is the point of no return where it's like you you're stuck where you're at you're either getting on a plane or you're you're taking a couple days just to get somewhere um i would guess the kansas wyoming area but i mean like r- real talk like if, if you're along like if you live in like if san diego it's like everything doesn't really seem that far it's like do you ever really need to go anywhere like the weather's always good. So like, wouldn't you be more complacent to not travel even, even semi locally, like via vehicle? Like why check out another place if you're in a place that's awesome. And like the weather's good. You know what I mean? Or do you get sick of like, is it always a grass is always greener thing? Because everybody in LA seems to not go anywhere (laughs) and that population just builds and builds. So I wonder. You know? I think that would be... I don't know if that has already been a reality show, but I think that that would be pretty cool. Don't make people, like, switch lives and families. You know? I mean, maybe make them, like, switch apart... Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm saying, like, make them switch apartments, but, like, across the country. And, like, whatever they're... Like, regular people with jobs, you know? they. You know what I mean? Like, the the, the clause for the show... Is you have to take a month off of work, or you know what I mean? And it's somebody like with a steady job, like the the other person doesn't have to like worry about them getting evicted, like (laughs) you know what I mean? Like while they're trying to film the show, like it's not trying to set anybody up for anything. It's legitimately like, let's take a dude from LA in October, mid October, let's say just November to December, because that's not too mean usually. But that's enough that he'll probably get a taste. And then just have him switch with, like, a dude, like, a, yeah, just do, like, an L.A.-Chicago swap. Same living situation, like, same style of apartment. Um, and the the showrunners will just pay the dudes what they would get paid as if they were working, but they get to just kind of live there for a month. So, like, you still pay your bills on your phone, whatever. Like, you just live your life just without a job there and that way you can, like, really experience it, like, 24 hours a day, um, and just see what happens, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't think there should be any stipulations, any rules other than that, like, go do your thing, like, you're gonna be on camera the whole time, so it's probably not gonna go that well, (laughs) you know what I mean, um, like, you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna make a ton of friends (laughs) or anything like that, so it's, like, really, like, you're kind of living a life of isolation in another place. And it's like you can decide which place is better or not. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you can take it, you know, because you're going to be, it's going to be a pretty uh, callback, jarring experience. So call me, Fox. Who's that guy? Mark Burnett. Give me a call. I'll swap apartments with a dude in LA. I'd love to do it with a dude in New York, but I feel like a New York Chicago swap is just the Chicago chicago guy being like yeah this is like a better thing it's a better version and then the new york guy's like yeah man this is just like not the same you know what i mean there's just a lesser version and on a much grander scale they would think that i i think is how that would go but that that's just based on the one time i went out there everybody when they asked where we were from like at the airport and shit whatever whoever we talked to um when when it was a new yorker like that worked there or whatever they were doing whoever it was um when we said we were from chicago they're like oh whatever you know what i mean like instant blow off not like ooh, second place nice no it's like <laughs> it, it, it's like they're 1 through 9 and then like we're maybe 10 or la's 10 to them i don't know maybe they're impressed by people from la that's how it was in entourage <laughs> so that's all my knowledge of of that. Um, but yeah, I don't think that would be interesting. I think it would have to be like a con- a contrast in weather would have to be a big thing. Or it would have to just be a small, yeah, like a, one's a smaller and one's a bigger. But I think that those two are too close. I think New York and L.A. would be good, even though they're like the two biggest cities. I think that's a crazy swap. You know, you're going to totally different places. Um, but imagine someone from like downtown Oklahoma City swaps with like a dude in milwaukee you know like both of those guys are just gonna be fish out of water instantly you know because i i think like the, the clean swap either way like if you're doing like a country thing it would have to be with like another country thing i don't think like putting somebody literally like oh you're going from the farm to like the middle of miami like i don't think that that's fair and that seems like that's been done. And anyway, if the, what I'm talking about has been done already, then that's, this is a moot point. But, yeah, I would love to see it. And I think I think that it would be pretty wild. Now, you could go the extra mile and, like, see, like, make the stipulations that, like, their friends have to, like, chill with this guy, at least to, like, feel him out, like, once, you know? Um, that would be cool, just to try to get some kind of interaction there so like maybe like if they do hit it off and like the dudes are like yeah I could be on camera for a month like I won't make an ass of myself or maybe some guys are willing to who knows but uh, I think a lot of interesting things would happen and I think it wouldn't cost anybody that much to make you know you're just flying people out giving them you know two grand you know you obviously pay them to be on the show whatever standard stuff happens there but I think like the actual production cost wouldn't be that crazy all the more incentive to do it TLC give me a call Okay, it's my IP now. <laughs> it's in, it's it's recorded, documented in content. Uh, but uh, if if I stole that idea, please direct me to that show and let me know how it is. I bet it's great. If it's not great, then it's not real. <laughs> Just kidding. It's it's. I don't think it's a sure thing, but it's. I. Uh, it sounds like it is. <laughs> but I don't think you can call anything a sure thing. I was pretty confident in B movie uh beyond like i was like this is going to be one of the best animated movies of all time i was like seinfeld's doing it boom and then like you look at the cast and it is just like top to bottom like stacked and it ended up being ants like you know what i mean just like another ants but with a better crazier cooler seinfeldian plot and rewatching it its rewatch value is actually pretty high I remember being disappointed in the theater, possibly due to my high expectations, which is, you know, that's on me at that point. I understand that. Um, but rewatching it later, like, not as a kid, because I was, that came out in 07, I think. So I was like 12 when that movie came out. So I also, like, didn't get a lot of the humor. There's a lot of adult humor in there, just like with the Ants. I'm a big Ants guy. I think Ants is better than A Bug's Life. I haven't rewatched A Bug's Life, I've rewatched Ants. Okay? Because it's like pure Woody Allen humor. And you can say what you want about the guy. That's not really the point I'm trying to stir up here. Okay? PC police. Um, yeah, but it just had like witty adult jokes. And like kids can still watch it and just not get the jokes. No problem. Like, I think that that's the best way to do humor in kids' movies is not try to shoot for a joke that's not, that's like in between being mature and immature. So it can like crossover to both like have jokes like that in there for sure but i also think just like throw in a reference that no kid would ever get but that's like harmless you know what i mean um that's always a nice touch but yeah b movie has a lot of that like adult adult joke in it not like inappropriate you know just not something that a kid would understand and um like technically you know, just because there's no sweat. You know what I mean? Like, Seinfeld's stand-up is, like, technically kid-appropriate for the most part. Like, he talks about sex, kind of. But, I mean, like, his word choice has always been pretty PG. Um, and, yeah, that, movie, that movie's that movie got replay value. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, think, I think give it a shot. Because, yeah, again, it wasn't, like, a sure thing 100% to my thought process. But uh, it kind of was a sure thing in that it's pretty good. You know, and I think people kind of want to dump on it because it's silly and it's kind of dumb. And like, I get it, people are kind of making fun of Jerry for how he's been talking about it or whatever when it came up, whenever that happened. But uh, I think if you actually just rewatch the movie, it's pretty sick. I mean, Ray Liotta is in it, <laughs> like playing himself animated. It's fantastic. And it's like in New York City, of course. So it's like a cool, real thing. I feel like that's a thing that I like in animated stuff when it's like, okay, this is a real thing. Which I talked about, like with BoJack, like how they showed Chicago, like it was cool that it was set there, and it was cool that it was set in Hollywood in the first place, like its own version of it, and that's that's dope. It should be. It's a cartoon about anthropomorphic animals, but yeah, I just feel like more animated shows should have real settings, and that would be cool. I don't know. I'm into the idea of like kind of like Linklater's thing with like A Scanner Darkly, like not necessarily in the plot of that, but like the realistic animation. So let's say. The animation is whatever you want it to be, but the plots are like sitcom. Like Mike Judge, you know. King of the Hill never really got that out of hand. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's plenty of examples. But I think that we need a new one. You know. Let's set a place but like set it set it in a real place. Let me get a cartoon, you know, set in Seattle. Whatever. Chicago washington dc wherever you want it to be set it in a just set it in a real place that you know about green bay i think green i think a cartoon set in green bay wisconsin would be cool okay because you can do the seasonal stuff really easily you can do snow jokes you know what i mean like you can do cold stuff (laughs) like i don't know easy easy uh, sitcom cartoon topics you know I think that, like, all the holiday episodes would be pretty sick there. I don't know, wherever. But I just think it's cool to see, like, cartoon recreations of places that we can look at pictures of. I don't know why that's satisfying. I think it goes in with my callback uh, thing of conversion that I'm into, like, uh, converted spaces. Yeah, take this space and convert it into a cartoon. I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's all connected somehow, somewhere, some way. And uh, on that note, I just finished my yerba mate. Uh, took took an hour, which is kind of unprecedented. Uh, even when I'm sipping them slow, it's like a 10-minute thing. With the cans, oh, man, I used to shake them up and just slam them pretty much. Like, take a couple breaths for air, but it'd be like three gulp sashes, and they'd be gone, crush it, chuck it in the garbage. Bam, a cig, another cig. That's a lunch break right there. You know, that's how that's how you spend 30 minutes when you're getting your ass kicked by the man you know (laughs) uh yeah good times um but yeah these glass ones i I don't slam them as much anyway they kind of because it's a different kind of buzz whereas like i feel like the canned ones are like straight up cup of coffee like almost jitters but this stuff never gives anything like that for me um but then the glass one's like a nice little buzz, like you feel your skin a little tingly, you know, feel, feel feeling good, yeah, and uh, that's always fun. But uh, yeah, feeling good, legs stretched out, feeling the vibes, feeling the vibes, McConaughey style. Uh, I guess you could say that uh, podcasting's like jazz, you know, um. If you're not sitting there with an outline script type of deal, maybe you just go with the flow. You just see what happens. You bounce around. You, you know, you play a little bit. Sometimes you, sometimes you hit it. Sometimes you don't. But you just keep wiggling around. <laughs> it's like the carousel, up, down, and around. <laughs> uh, I remember there was a guy who kept saying that while I was in line for the Raging Bull. It's a big, it's a roller coaster. It's a, it's a long line, and the guy kept saying it to every car that came and went. And we were waiting in line for the front row, which meant it took 15 times as long, and he just kept doing it. He just kept doing the same bit over and over again. And I wanted to walk, like, as soon as we got through those gates, I wanted to walk across the ride and just punch him square in the throat so he wouldn't say it. Then he said it, and we were gone, and then that was it. And, I, and then we, oh, and then I think we had to wait in the back, and he kept doing it again, like, once it was over just couldn't get out of there. You can't you can't hold people in line tortured like that. Because like, okay, here's why it doesn't make sense for you to do that bit over and over again because you're doing it to each each car as they load in as if the people in line aren't right there. Like each car doesn't need to do it. You know what I mean? There's there everybody's still right there. They can clearly hear you. It's not they knew you were going to You know what I mean? You did it already. It's not It's not like everybody gets theirs like, oh, I can't wait till he does it to me. No, that's that's a hostage situation. That is unfair to subject people to that kind of domineering repetition. I will not stand for it. (laughs) I'm going to get a change.org petition to go together. No repetition (laughs) For, for roller coaster ride people. I feel like that's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? You gotta, like, hit the button at the right time. (laughs) I just feel like, what if you hit the button and, like, somebody didn't give you that thumbs up? Or, like, what if you're the guy who's, like, checking the things but you didn't do that good of a job? Because you're like, what's the difference? Or you're like, I just don't like this job. But then, like, something goes down and you're like, oh, fuck. You know? Like, I just don't think that's fair, even in the the rare cases. And it would never be a worker's fault. Anyway, you know what I mean? For malfunctioning equipment, that just shouldn't happen. Um, like you could put a little bit of, put a little bit on, a little bit on them, but it's not their fault. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, well, that's an argument to happen for when CNN picks up a story that's just like this. But you know what I mean? I just, I just think that 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 that, that, that I wouldn't like that. Cause that's what I used to think as a kid. I used to think like, and I mean I still kind of do. There's still a little bit of fear in me every time until the ride like really starts. Like even when you're going, especially when you're on the chain gang going up. Um that like there is a chance of it. Like I get I get that there's a chance, but like it's almost like you're playing the odds every time if that makes sense. Um kind of like like if you just run stop lights, like even when you know there's no traffic. You know what I mean? Like you're 100% doing a safe thing, but you're always putting yourself out there to get pulled over and eventually it'll happen and then you're like, "Oh fuck, all right, I'll stop." Doing that you know what I mean? Like, it was a harmless... You know what I'm saying? So, like, to me, it always seemed like that kind of, like, roll of the dice, almost. <laughs> um, and it still, it still kind of comes in my head like that. And I think that that happens with planes for me now, too. I think I I need half a Zan. I think I did this bit on the last one. Oh, no! Callback! Damn. You can cop out anything as a callback. Yeah, so if I ever repeat myself going forward, it's me just doing a really clever callback or reference to a previous thing. So uh, there, I'm now copped out for life, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And I think that's a good note to, uh, to leave on. Ugh. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I think we'll wrap this up today. Requiem for Tuesday. Um, please don't forget... That I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Um, and uh, enjoy the day. It's nice out. Calculator.